This is Miller's Edge on Tide Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. Jeff, I know you listen. 
Call, holler at your boy. What about the Wildcats? Get beat down here in Columbia last night. The Gamecocks doing their thing. We'll talk about that. What a great win for Lamont Paris and his second year as a head coach of South Carolina. But we got a lot to get into, plus football as always. Uh, Greg McElroy has some interesting things he had to say. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, we'll talk about what he had to say with his conversation with head coach Kalen DeBoer and Greg Byrne. What does that mean for Alabama and the program? We'll talk about that. That being said, Christian Miller is down in Tuscaloosa, Alabama in the studio. He and the great reader, the best reader of Alabama, our very own Noah Haynes, is behind the glass. Guys, happy hump day to you. What's going on? Um, Not much. It always takes me about five minutes to do the start of the show. So I got to get a little drink of uh, some... Um, and I always take about five minutes to clear my throat, man. I swear, I don't know if it's the weather. You didn't do or that like while you're doing your last two well, sets of uh, shrugs. Or, <laughs> well, no, or, the, pro- you know, the problem is I don't have lines. a mute button in here. You know, like when I do a broadcast, like with with the football, you don't game, have a mute button in there. Nah, can we? Can, no, can we get a mute button in this room? Yeah, they call it a cough a, button on it. Uh, yeah, a cough, cough button. Cough a cough like button. A we don't. We need a cough, cough button. button. Like, when <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, okay. Well, when I'm broadcasting games, like you know, you got the cough button. It's easy. You just tap that thing. So I don't. I'll talk to do. corporate. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. That way, he said, "Go talk to corporate." Hey, Noah's gonna make moves, man. <laughs> Noah, Noah's big time. Noah's big time. But yeah, no, no, sorry. I apologize. You have to hear me clear my throat all the time. But um, I didn't hear Greg's comments. Uh, but I'll definitely will check it out. I did listen to Coach DeBoer on ESPN earlier. Matter of fact, he just finished up maybe 15 minutes ago. He was on. Hopefully, get that sound. Yeah, yeah. As long as soon as uh, they uploaded to YouTube, which they're typically pretty quick, but he was on with Pat McAfee. And uh really good. Oh no, nah, he's on he's on the McAfee show. Yeah, yeah, he was on the McAfee show. And you know, Pat McAfee, man, he's he's a straight shooter and asked a bunch of good questions and he asked about um and we'll we'll pull the clips, but basically asked about, you know, how he's uh, getting acclimated to the South and in terms of how it's going and what the transition's been like, uh kind of what his game plan is and uh Pat was even uh Basically, just saying, like you know, you know, it's definitely going to be a challenge. Pat it was like, no disrespect to the Pac-12, but um, it's going to be a, a big challenge. We all know SEC country, you, yeah. And Coach DeBoer, uh, you know, acknowledged that and said he's excited for it. So you got to love that confidence and energy from uh, Coach DeBoer because you know he's obviously aware that you know SEC football is is a different breed, and uh, he's not shying away from it. Obviously, he, the guy is confident, obviously, if he, he wants to come fill the shoes of Coach Saban, but I'm not one of those people that makes it seem like nobody would do it. If anything, um, I, look, I, I respect that, but I also think it's a great opportunity. I know people were scared of it, or so they say, but to me, like, if you want to be, uh, you know, cement your name in the legacy of coaching, I get, you know, people go with the odds of following up a great, but man, shoot, that, there's, that's a great way to, to really leave your mark, right? If you go and follow up a coach like Coach Saban, uh, hell, I mean, you, you're, you're going to be, uh, down in history for sure, as you probably can hear some of this rain pouring down. So I'll make sure I close that window. But with that being said, definitely a lot to dive into and, uh, looking forward to having Chris on at 1.30. So that'll be good. All right, let's start right there. I mean, we'll get to basketball in just a moment, but let's start right there since we are live and local. So we'll start with the tie. Still a heavy topic with Kalen the board, the head coach, and uh, now on Pat McAfee. But listen, guys. <laughs> I mean, here's what I'm talking about. You got to talk about realness, right? We can appreciate the Pac-12, but have we ever given the Pac-12 any street cred? Be honest with you. When was the last time any of you have said, oh, the Pac-12 is that real deal? 
you know, and we're talking about all these different things and, and how Kalen DeBoer and, and Coach Womack is going to come in here and just change things very quickly and all of a sudden, you know, but but I'm glad that we got a reporter that said, hey, you know, listen, no disrespect, but it is a Pac-12. Because Pac-12 well, well, was well, well, the last... Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. They, they were very... They gave a lot of credit to his record, and they, they, they noted even at Sioux Falls that it definitely... That's all I'm waiting on. I mean, I, you got to hear it before you go down that path. I, I get what you're saying. I ain't got to hear nothing. This is my opinion. My right, opinion is it's easy. It's easy to say these things when the guy now is on your side. But I'm just saying, if we are real, none of us and none of the, the, the thousands and tens of thousands of people was singing any praise. Probably didn't even know who Kalen DeBoer was. Let's be honest. Did you hear, have you ever heard of Kalen DeBoer until Washington made the, the college football player? Honest question. Uh, not, not much, no. Noah, have you heard of Kalen DeBoer? Noah's not a big football guy, though. <laughs> I, I had not, but I don't, you like, like Christian said, I don't know that it proves it's the point. Well, why are we going down this path, man? This always just leads My up point to, is, to the trouble, Walters. I, I don't even care to go down. Like, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter, man. <laughs> It doesn't matter because the people we're beating a dead horse. Like let's just the people are making these assumptions all of a sudden, right? I mean, we have show of here is the show of positivity, and I'm gonna bring everybody that I can to bring to tell you how great this person or that person or that guy or this thing is, and it's not that's not that's not being truthful. So my point is, I'm just glad my man McAfee at least asked. The question, like, it ain't going to be as easy as people are thinking. That's but, all I'm saying. Uh, he also was given, you know, tremendous credit to the record that he said. I mean, they made sure they highlighted. It wasn't yeah, like, yeah, the record, it the, wasn't the, like, the record oh, are, are you, he just, he just acknowledged it. And just like I think anybody else will acknowledge. I mean, everybody knows the SEC is a, a better conference than Pac-12. Like, I mean, we know that. More. Huh? Yeah, just, it just means more. No, it, it does. I, I just, let's just, I'll, I'll pull the clips and let you hear. Like I said, I, I wasn't trying to, when I brought that up, I was not trying to say, oh, see, somebody, like, I don't, like, I'm so sick and tired of this whole thing. This, this whole debate over, you know, oh, you're supporting, you're not supporting, like, it's so immature. And it's so, says, uh, I'm so, I'm so over. I, I honestly don't care to talk about it no more. That, uh, Coach Borsa is not rebuilding. They're reloading. He did say that. I do like, I did like, I like that. Yeah. No, he, 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 he clearly said that, you know, the guys in this locker room are going to be the nucleus. They're going to be the core. And he, he made a great point. You know, everybody's talking about, you know, going and getting guys. Well, we have a great group of guys right here in Tuscaloosa that's arguably better than, uh, majority of college football's rosters. And even Coach DeBoer said that. I mean, this is, they asked him, like, wouldn't you say this is the most talented group of players that you've ever had? And he said, absolutely. And that's even with, uh, the players that have left via the transfer portal. So that being said, yeah, I mean, you gotta be optimistic. I mean, again, when you really dive into it, man, I, I mean, you can't take success away from anybody. I, I get Sioux Falls a smaller school, but still, man, he played with the same group of players that the other teams had. I mean, I don't, unless he was doing some type of, <laughs> The secret recruiting, which I highly doubt, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, you got to give credit where credit's due. And I, I get the Pac-12 is, you know, not the greatest conference, but to go 25 and three, I believe that still is impressive. I don't care who it is. So, I mean, he's definitely proven that he can turn programs around. Now, I do agree when I say, or when people say that it's, it's going to be a, a, a much greater challenge coming to Alabama and doing it. Yeah. I mean, cause look, I've lived it. I've been in the SEC. I've, I've played here five years. 
right? I mean, playing the SEC is not easy, right? I mean, uh, I mean, it's, it's a grueling task. I mean, it, each week you're playing a, a very capable team. It's very physical. But that was another thing you mentioned on there. I mean, they talked about his offense being an explosive offense. But he also emphasized physicality and how important that is. So definitely a lot of stuff to be optimistic about. So I, I'm excited. I, I think it's a, a good move. And I think that, um, you know, as long as we continue to do the, the right things off the field um, and get the right pieces in place, both players and support staff, coaches, all that good stuff, I think we're in good shape. But um, definitely think it's going to be, a, you know, a challenge for sure, which he, which he acknowledged. Anybody knows that, right? But you got to give him street cred just for taking the job because you know you who you follow, right? And you know the pressure that comes along with it. So I give him tons of credit for saying, hey, you know what? I know I'm leaving a place that I'm just, just finished the national championship game. And I got a lot of good dudes here. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to take this challenge of, you know, following the GOAT. And, and, and so you, that tells you what kind of mentality this dude is, right? Just by taking that job because he is not afraid to follow Nick Saban. So that tells me that he's the type of dude. He ain't scared. Oh no, he ain't scared. But I give him that. But at the same time, you know, <laughs> we got to be real, be realistic about where they are. And we'll talk about that. You know, Alabama was a really good football team. Nick Saban did his best coaching job, in my opinion, this past season. But they weren't a great team. But yet they still could have had some great success, uh, and they were still close. So where where is this team, really? I want to get into some of that coming up. Where is this Crimson Tide team, really? I ain't talking about the hope. We're not talking about crazy optimism. But I'm talking about where is this team? And based on what they have coming up on that schedule in 24, we're talking about that. Plus, I'll let you hear a little bit what Greg McElroy had to say uh, from um, Cube and Kublik, or whatever they call it, McElroy and Kublik, uh, this morning about his conversation with Hale on the board and Greg Byrne. So we'll talk about that. This is Bill's Edge. We're on the Tide 100.9, 12.30 a.m. WTBC Quick Time Out is sponsored by our good friends. Where they are? They call it a good free store. They run over there at Midtown Village, not far from Skyland Boulevard. Five minutes. Go see my man Douglas. Try before you buy two feet at a time. All the things that you hear us say, knees, back, hip, pain, all that stuff. They can help you alleviate that. Go see Douglas and the boys at the good free store. Quick time out. More of this show coming up. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A flash flood watch remains in effect. Rain this afternoon and tonight. Maybe thunderstorms around as well. The high today, 66. The low tonight, 62. Rain tomorrow, the high 68. Friday, a good chance of rain, mainly during the morning, the high 67. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 65 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. How many problems you got a lot? How many people done doubted a lot? Left you out to rot a lot. How many predators you flock a lot? How many lawyers you got a lot? How many times you got shot a lot? How many you shot a lot? How many times? Hey, welcome back to the Miller's Edge here on the Hump Day. Craig Miller, Christian Miller, Noah Haynes. I was teasing Greg McElroy, former former Alabama quarterback, national championship quarterback. Now uh, works for ESPN, has a radio show as well in the Birmingham area. Well. This is not the one part, of, uh, part I want to talk about, but he's a little upset. 
And kind of what, where I was and how people try to come at me sometimes by giving your opinion. Here's what Greg had to say about some of the Bama haters. And I, I'm a little bit tired of this, like, narrative that, like, I don't like my school. I just kind of want to address it. I'm really fed up with it. Like, I really am. Like, all these clowns, you know, the Barstool Bamas, the Crux Oxenweilers or whatever, the Alphonse Taylors, Shank, who I don't even remember playing at Alabama. I just remember him being described as the laziest dude on the roster. Uh, that's what I remember. Um, that is trying to remain relevant, mm-hmm. which is perfectly fine. I, I don't care. Uh, he uses Bama. I don't. So that that's perfectly okay. Um, there it is, Greg McElroy. I mean, Shank, we just had him on the show. Yeah, no, and I, I was just talking about that uh, with the YouTube chat during the break because uh, I hadn't heard it, then I played it. During the break, and uh, man, look, I, look, as uh, you know, Bama alumni, B sci-fi. I don't like the Bama on Bama crime, man. I'm I'm not a fan of it. And I, I was trying to ask because I wasn't sure what Shank had said that offended Greg or that brought him up. Because remember, we had Shank on the show. He had the tweet talking about transferring yeah. that good stuff, just saying. Well, that's what it was about. Okay, but how does that merit Caden Proctor? Okay, but how does it merit taking a shot like that? I mean that that was because no, no, that Greg was, said what I personal. said. Greg said what I said about Caden Proctor. Right. I didn't see you no know, tampering. A lot of fans kept talking about he was tampering when he said you know we talked about this yesterday. Coach was saying keep your head up. I said no, it's not tampering. And they were like yeah, but he talked to him during the season, this and that. And we know the relationships that when you get recruited that. A lot of those don't break. I mean, those guys still have conversations. This is not the first time. And, okay. and I said kind of the same thing that Greg has said, but Shank, I guess, called him out about what he said about that whole deal. And, and so he made it personal, no doubt. I, I think that's wrong. That was way too far, man. I, I mean, I mean, call him what he's heard. Oh, he's the laziest person on the team and, you know, all that good stuff. But that's so, why that's why I was saying. I, I mean, I, did Shank say something personal personal towards him? Like, there's nothing wrong with disagreeing. I, this is my thing, man. And I said it last week, and I'll say it again. I think right now, a lot of everybody, really, a lot of people are just. It's a sensitive time. I don't know if it's because Coach Saban retired. There's a lot of people with a lot of opinions right now. But I think we have to go back to remembering everybody is entitled to an opinion. There's a lot of opinions that people have that I don't agree with one bit. But I'm not going to disrespect you or, you know, offend, you know what I mean? I'm, even if even if it comes off a certain way, you're entitled to that, right? I just, I don't believe in, you know, getting so personal with stuff. But but I, when he made the point about people saying they don't, you know, it's almost like how people on social media were getting at you because you were offering your opinion. Look, I mean, and I, I will say sometimes your delivery or tonality might sound a certain way, but I know you. They might not necessarily know you like I do. Your job is to offer no, they don't your know job, me. right? No, I know that, and I'm just saying your job is to offer your take, your opinion. If you're wrong, you're wrong, right? And that's fine. And you're you're accountable. You'll own up to it. It's no big deal. But we also know that you've had a lot of opinions this past season since we've been doing the show, doing the podcast, right? We were some of the first people to say Jalen Milrow is your guy. You were, you know, very vocal about it's not the right move, the USF move. A lot of people said, oh, we're not going to be able to win with J-. you. You said a lot of those things. And you also were, were pretty spot on. So I think people just have to respect the opinion of somebody that's also played the game at as high as level as you did for as long as you did. 
But again, the whole thing boils that back to everybody's I entitled. Was about, KJ says it don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> he's, on, he's, on the, he's on the line too, so we'll get. Oh, really? Okay. Again. Yeah, but uh, no, look, I think we just got to respect one another, man. And I, I just. I, again, I, I wasn't aware of Shank saying anything towards him that was too disrespectful. If you disagree with him, you disagree with him. But I, I don't know, man. I, I think Greg was just a little frustrated because he does probably face a lot of criticism for his takes. But, again, I think people got to remember, like, like, I mean, if you don't agree with it, cool. You know what I'm saying? But I, I just don't like all the disrespect, man, that, that but I But that's see. what I've been saying with this stuff, right? Because when I said I've been in this position, I've been doing this 25-plus years, right? I'm saying that because I understand local media – Right, and then now you got all of these websites that everybody got their own, you know, slide Bama, Barstool Bama. But they, again, uh, no, let's, let's, not, let's not let's not do that. I mean, I'm just saying we got all it, of these different things. I know what you're saying, but let's not that, make names because that is going to be different than that's going hold on. That's going to be different than what Greg McElroy is. Greg right. McElroy has validity, right? He is whether you like him or not. He's a national championship winning quarterback. Greg McElroy works for the national media, the four-letter network, Disney. Right. Right? He has credibility, like him or not. I so his, he has to be open and honest, even on his radio show. They're, they're not driven by Bama. That's why he said, Bama don't speak for me. I don't use the Bama for what I do. Right? right. Because he talks more than just Alabama. So when you're a player and when you have a strong opinion or you're just being honest, then the people which now have sites and, and cell phones, you become an easy target. Like me, I've been an easy target even on this extra to a lot of people because they don't like what I said. Now, they love when I was on the, I was driving the choo-choo train for Jay Lamero. When nobody else was, you and I, I've been at the practice. You took me out there a couple of times. I'm saying things, what I saw. I said stuff during the course of the year. I was hard on Nick Saban. I didn't back down. I mean... Because Bama don't pay no bill for me. I'm sorry. So my job is to use my experience and expertise. Same thing with Greg McElroy. I don't like And you've heard me come on in. Yeah, you, you how many times? <laughs> you're pretty. How many times you heard me get on Greg McElroy? A lot, yeah. Right. But I don't mind people getting on me. I don't. You don't have to make it personal. Right. Well, so I think I'm, that's, I'm just that's, that's where I get. That's where I draw a line too. I'm just saying that people get mad, mad at Greg because he said, which I totally agree, it wasn't tampering. And I know what he was saying about relationships, because I said the same thing. Right. That's what I'm saying. People people in our world that are in it and have done it probably think a little bit different than the common fan out there, right? That that because somebody says something on a freaking message board don't mean it's fact. Right. Right? You know, because this is what happens. I mean, so... You know, and we'll talk to KJ in a minute, but that's why we laugh because, like, KJ, we love you, we respect you, but, you know, that was way out of line, bro. <laughs> I mean, you can't be serious. I mean, so my thing is, but that doesn't mean that we're right either all the time. 100%. So, but but here's the reality. And I brought Greg McElroy up, not just because his point, Christian, but because what he tweeted, that he has had a conversation with Kevin DeBoer and Greg Byrne, how he can help. Alabama. He says his wife's a fan of Alabama. He's a fan of Alabama. They support Alabama. Right? right? And he's, we know he's a fan. We know he pulls, but I will give him credit. He does a really nice job of not being fanboy on ESPN. Whereas we Which you got to respect that. Yeah, which we've seen guys like David Pollock, who's fired now, uh, became a fanboy with Nick Saban up there. We've seen 
we've seen guys that have played at school. We get it. We get, you know, Desmond, you pull for, uh, you know, Michigan. Michigan. You know, but you don't have to be a fanboy with it. That's all I'm saying. I understand the local side of it. I understand that people here, even on our channel, you went to school there. You know, people here that whole show, Martin Houston played football there. Right, they're they're going to be fans. That's understandable. Right. Now, do I think you have to still show a res some restraint and not just being overly positive just because you want to make the fans feel positive? Because I think, you know, some hosts get in trouble, but that's who they are. They, they're going to, they're going to air all of, all the way on optimism and they're going to bring people that support what they want to say that the Jack fans up. But I understand that more because they are fans who started doing radio that, or TV or whatever, or website. They're fans. So their opinion is going to be different than what Greg should be for a national audience. So you're right. There should be a level of respect. Right? That's why I was telling you, if, if one, you know, when I had a meeting with Bob Popper and, and those heavy hitters when I worked for MSG and Fox 5 in New York and I was, and the thing when, when I re finished my football and I went in that meeting, the guy looks at me and says, uh, hey, I'm just going to tell you, if you ever want to make it big in this business and national media, like I couldn't be afraid to call out Jason Seal. I couldn't be afraid to call out Michael Strahan. I couldn't be afraid to call out Jesse Armstead. You know, guys that blood, sweat, and tears together, right? Right. But if you covering the games or you got a show doing a thirty minute show, Marv Albert's another guy that worked. You know, right? No, I mean, that makes just, perfect sense. And we understand that. Right. I think I think the biggest thing though is just about how you do it. There's nothing wrong with with having your opinion or having your take. It's just about doing it with respect, even if you're disagreeing. And I think that's all it boils down to. There's nothing wrong with having an opinion. Just have that opinion that's respectful. There's nothing, and there's nothing wrong with that. And that, but again, uh, just like. I had to say that yesterday when I had people on Twitter. They were taking your. They opinion. got at you. They, they got at you yeah, yesterday. Even though if you go back from the get go, I've been very positive about the hire. This whole situation. I've just said just some of my honest takes, but I also was very supportive. And any time that you kind of started getting a little critical, I reeled you back in. I was very defensive. People were just kind of lumping me in that, and that's fine. But I can understand how, as Greg was saying, like people tell you you don't like the school. That's crazy. Like I hate to break it to to some people listening, but. We as players have skin in the game. Do you know how much we put on the line for this program? To think that we wouldn't support this program is, is ludicrous. I've had torn biceps, torn hamstrings, two groin surgeries, countless ankles, shoulder injuries, all type of stuff that people wouldn't even, couldn't even fathom. Right? It'd be just ridiculous to say this. I understand that aspect too. But like I said, I think it all boils down to just treating people with respect and respecting everybody's opinion. Cause again, that's something that's lost nowadays, man. Everybody gets offended when somebody's opinion differs. It's not just sports, politics, it's anything. And I wish we could just go back to just being respectful of everybody that has, has a varying opinion. Cause that's, that's their opinion. Is that's the world we live in now. You can't know, be different. You, it's, it's, you, you can't, can't say anything that's what they don't agree with. Is, and you're, then you're wrong. You're not you're the you're well, wrong. you know, then you become <laughs> a vape of those, they, those right. people. Hey, you know, which is ridiculous. I mean, if you don't have R, if you don't have D or, or I decide to right, do right, right. Like we said, just respecting people for what, who they are and what they believe is just, that's the world we live in. And that's it. Unfortunately, it's filtering into sports because if you don't say what they want to hear. You know that, then, then you're, or you don't love it. You're not a fan, and I mean, that's ridiculous. I've got to hit the timeout. I, 
No, I hope we can pull what uh, Caleb DeBoer, who's on the Pat McAfee show. I don't know if he'll be doing it every week like Nick was, but that's pretty cool. No, uh, no, you know. no, no. I think this was just kind of an introductory thing. There you go, because that'd be asking real <laughs> No, I, 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 no, no listen, I want him focused on this this, this job, and I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I want him, I want to, Pat McAfee show is cool and all, but I think, honestly, they'll have him open to the media a lot more here. He seems like a very... Uh, I think he's going to be better for the media. One thing I said about Nick the whole time, I could not stand... One, that Nick press conference was going, you got, here's some questions in the out, right? The, the reporters are beat guys and they don't ever get a chance to ask a man. They won't ask him any questions because they were scared to ask him tough questions. Let's be honest. Think about it. They were scared to ask him real questions because if they ask him a tough question. Steve Spurrier did the exact same freaking thing here as Nick Saban. But Ron Morris, who wrote for the state newspaper of South Carolina, was asking him questions or, or seemed to be even challenging him, they kicked him out of the press room and told the state that they would have no, couldn't cover the team no more. And that's kind of what Nick was doing. Because Belichick kind of has the whole kind of, so I think with Kalen DeBoer, they're going to like him a lot better because I think he'll be willing to, he can answer questions. He's not mad at letting the coordinators ask, uh, answer questions. And I think the media is going to like that a little bit. But when we come back, we'll get, into more of the conversation. My phone is blowing up. Somebody hit me on my hip. Yeah, let's get, let's get a break so you can take care of that. You're listening to the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC and over on YouTube on our channel at the Miller's Edge. We'll be right back after a quick timeout. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Here on a Wednesday, 1.36 Eastern Time, 12.36, the time in Titletown, here in Tuscaloosa. Corey Miller, Christian Miller, and Noah Haynes behind the glass. I want to uh, talk to a couple of bites that we've been able to get a hold of to hear what the, our football coach, Kayla DeBoer, had to say uh, about this football team. He's been on, he's been running. I mean, he's doing what he's supposed to do. He's got the staff pretty much together. I think one more spot maybe still to be filled. He, he uh, hey, I don't know if he saw this. This is new though, but I think he named Freddie Roach uh, associate head coach, associate head coach. Excuse me. Did that mean he gonna be able to get a little bit more money? Oh yeah, well, you you know Freddie had leverage in this situation. They needed <laughs> Freddie, right? They needed Freddie. Yeah. So he's so, got the oh, assistant head coach. coach. Assistant head coach, I'm sorry. Assistant yeah. head coach, defensive line head coach. coach. But that, that's that's huge for him. And, and That just means maybe they can give him a, a contractual-wise oh, no. extra year more money. Oh, they're definitely giving him more money. Yeah. And he, he's invaluable right now because they need him. Again, you, you look at the recruiting trails right now. He's been on the forefront of it, and rightfully so. Uh, plus, he's a heck of a football coach. And, um, you know, he's a guy with Alabama ties and I think that's awesome for him. I love Freddie, man. Good dude. And, uh, Freddie, good people. Like that. And that was, a, that was besides, uh, T Rob. I thought that was the next most important key, uh, for Kalen DeBoer. A guy that, uh, played at Alabama, uh, understands the fabric of Alabama and, and the familiarity means a lot to recruits and things like that. So, uh, good for him. So congratulations to Freddie Roach on the new title, defensive line coach and assistant head coach, uh, for him. 
Uh, Robert Gillespie, the running backs coach, is still here. Jamie Mosley, uh, and Chap, and, uh, and Denzel, all of those guys that we know very well and great friends with, uh, have been doing more than what their job title suggests, right? They've been on the, the recruiting trail. So, uh, Kayla DeBoer is trying to get things done. I mean, the reason why those guys are on the recruiting trail, because those recruits know who they are. And, uh, that's, uh, excellent, uh, decision for him to do that. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, Kayla DeBoer was on Pat McAfee's show and, and I don't know where you stand, uh, whether this team is rebuilding or reloading. I don't know what, what what side of the fence that you're on when you have that conversation about this football team, especially after they've lost really some key players uh, to this team and some recruits leaving and things like that, the exits that we've seen. Uh, but here's what the coach had to say, though, what the Alabama Crimson Tide roster looks like. Or is it rebuilding or is it reloading? The way you have to view things, because if there is something that happens that goes astray, they're going to say, well, Saban would have done this. Saban would have, you know, you're going to have to hear that regardless, though, if you want to be the top coach in college football. So is that your view on it all? Is that kind of the thought or how do you expect to keep those noise out? Yeah, I think you just got to be convicted in who you are as a person. You know, you got to believe that, you know, your experiences and, uh, you know, how we do things is, is, is going to work and uh, can work anywhere. And I believe that. Um, we'll build a great staff that I know uh, will have great perspective and be able to handle, you know, those, uh, those, those things that, uh, people throw our ways and, and trying to bring doubt, um, you know, that can't be sustained. But, um, you just got to be convicted in who you are. And, uh, you know, I've had success at a lot of places and I feel it can carry over. A lot of times it's just about simply building around people and, uh, the relationships and the X's and O's and things like that. Football is football. Um, and I, you know, I'm getting to know this part of the country very quickly. Um, not completely inf- not familiar with it, but, uh, you know, got some people around me that certainly are. And so we're hitting the ground running. I'm excited about it, building all these relationships and, uh, you know, make, making, uh, this next season, you know, not waiting around, not, not, uh, rebuilding, but reloading. There you go. At the end, he answered that question. They are reloading and, and they hit the ground running. And one key thing that he did say, Christian, was that, you know, one, I got to have the right people around me. Yep. Which means he knows he's not equipped. When we, so when I was saying about recruiting, he's not equipped to recruit here. Because that's what I was saying earlier in the first segment of the show. Most of you had no idea who Kalen DeBoer was until he came on to the scene. Would you have known he won the Pac-12 last year? Was coach of the year, you probably could care less. But when he came on the scene, uh, in the college football playoffs, they started talking about, did you get, did you begin to familiarize yourself with Kalen DeBoer? So you got to put the right people around him, Christian, to, to get that familiarity going. And, and that's why we just talked about with Freddie Roach being, you know, upgraded as the assistant head coach and, and probably get a nice little pay raise. So there you go. That's what he told Pat McAfee about where he's at. So yeah, and I think that, you know, again, makes perfect sense. And then that's one thing we talked about. And, again, he's a smart guy. I mean, you, you don't win that many football games not being smart, right? He's well aware that uh, it's it's not just about him. It's about uh, the support, whether that's on-field coaches, you know, off-field assistants, right, and even the players. He, I love how he kept mentioning the players as a nucleus. And uh, he knows that, I mean, that they're going to be uh, the integral piece that, that really makes this thing work. And 
um, you know, I'm again, I'm excited. The more the more you look into it, man, again, and the more you get to hear from them and the more people I talk to, people are very optimistic. And um, I, I, I love how somebody actually, one of the, you know, co-hosts on the show had asked him about um, retaining some off-field people, right? Because they were saying, like, you know, obviously in the NFL, the way it works is, you know, the, the athletic trainers stay, the nutritionists stay, everybody stays. Just, just like when Frank Reich was hired by the Panthers, majority of the same people that were Those still there they all anywhere. stay they don't they go anywhere in the nfl they all stay so he was asking what is the thought process there and basically pat mcafee said well if they're good enough for coach saban i think you'd be a fool not to think they're at least give them a chance and think they're, they're good enough to work for you pat mcafee said that and that's what i was saying in terms of when I was talking about amy bragg and those people i think it's a no-brainer to to keep as many of those people as possible um because, again, those people understand the foundation of Alabama and what makes this place special and successful. And it looks like he's doing a nice job retaining uh, a good bit of people, at least, you know, Coach Ballou, uh Jeff Allen, who I think was, I mean, a non-negotiable, right? And then, obviously, the, the off-field guys like Denzel DeVall, Josh Chapman, Ha-Ha, Clinton all those guys, man, are going to be uh, key pieces as well. So, definitely, I think we're in the right direction. I think they've hit the ground running. and We're seeing more coaches uh, officially – uh, come out with their titles. Um, coach Hitchler, I think that's how you say his last name. Uh, co-defensive coordinator, defensive backs coach. Uh, so now they're, they're on the road. These guys are making themselves familiar with, with the South. They joked around about, <laughs> uh, him getting used to the South. And, uh, Pat brought up a good point too about the heat, man. And uh, I just thought about, it. I'm like, these coaches, man, that, that, that are coming from the West Coast that haven't necessarily been down here, they better be prepared because this Alabama heat during fall camp. Boy, it's different. I've seen our coaches have to get IVs. Our coaches, obviously players, are cramped up IVs. You said soft. Yeah, coaches. Listen, brother, hey, yeah, I'm not going to say which coach it was, but I've seen coaches had to get carried off the field and get IVs. So that's one one piece of advice I would give Coach DeBoer and, and some of the other guys coming from the West Coast. Make sure what makes they, they, say they don't make them like they used to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Coach Saban is different, man. He, he is tough, man, but... He's going to talk that talk, though. Coach Saban always giving people a hard time. He always, if you were hurting him, I mean, you, you literally could have a broken leg and he would be like, oh, my, my blank hurts and just laugh. I'm like, <laughs> it's well, for the record, for the record, I'm having a hard time not having coach there. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm old school like coach is old school. It's gonna take me a little bit to get used to this guy. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm not saying he's not a nice guy. I think he really is. I think he knows football. I will have pushed back what he said. Football is football. Wherever you go, no, it's not. That's, that's not true. But um, I do like him. I think he, he can win. I just don't know how high of a clip he can win. So we just go and wait and see. All right, we got people on hold. KJ, Brady and T-Town. Stay right there. I'm doing phones next. 205-342-9904. Don't forget, free download time, 100.9. On your cell phone, your smartphone, your iPad, your computer, do that all for free. Leave your comments, thoughts, questions right there. My man Noah will read them live on the air. And for you on YouTube, extra on the Middle's Edge, uh, we, we see you too. A lot of great comments on, on here. No doubt, man. I love watching these comments, man. There'd be some great stuff there. Quick time out. Your phone calls on the flip side. This is the Edge. We're on the tie 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Back in a moment.
Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey, everybody. It's Gary Harris. Coming up on Thursday morning at 9 a.m., I'm going to be jam-packed again. My pal Jeff Spiegel from ABC 3340 will join me. Plus, Nick Dunlap talks about his future. The Alabama golfer, will he play this season for the Crimson Tide, or will he turn professional? We'll have that, plus your phone calls and more. That's the Gary Harris Show on Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A flash flood watch remains in effect. Rain this afternoon and tonight. Maybe thunderstorms around as well. The high today, 66. The low tonight, 62. Rain tomorrow, the high 68. Friday, a good chance of rain, mainly during the morning, the high 67. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 64 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. And welcome back to the Miller's Edge here on our hump day. It's Wednesday, Corey Miller, Christian Miller, Noah Hayes behind the glass in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Having a good time. We got a lot to get into the program. Don't forget 205-342-9904 is the number for the show. If you'd like to comment or call in or download that free app, Tide 100.9, and uh, we'll take your thoughts, comments, questions. Right there. Don't forget at 1.30 Central Time, Chris Stewart, play by play guy, football. He does it all. He does basketball. He can do baseball. He can do it all. He's just well talented. Chris Stewart will join us to talk about a big matchup tonight there at Coleman Coliseum as Auburn comes into Alabama and try to do what they can do with the Crimson Tide. So we'll get his thoughts, comments there. Plus, get his comments on new head football coach, Kalen DeBoer. To the phone lines we go. Let's go to Atlanta. KJ, you're up first here on the program. Welcome in. How's it going, guys? Uh, What's up, bro? Doing all right. Corey, uh, you know, what you, you said about change, First of all, did you have a change of, did you have a change of mind about you and you hey, going to take Kool-Aid McKinsey position backpedaling as a fan? See, 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 now you get personal. We talked about not. We talked about getting personal. Wait, 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 wait. That ain't personal. I'm just asking a question. Now we get personal, see there? Difference of opinion. We're talking about my background. We thought it was funny, KJ. I'm just asking you. I'm like, was it like being funny or was it, were you like serious? I'm being honest. No, honestly, this has been a conversation that I've had for the longest. Because you guys got to realize I've been a fan and I've been around, you know, Athletes, right? So it's like I take the fan side most of the time. So, what, what, do I can do with the, what do they say? They oh, they, they agree with you. They agree with you guys, of course. <laughs> but I mean, that's what I said. This has been a conversation my whole life. I'm I'm okay with right. this. I'm okay with this. Nah, like a hundred percent. But I wanted to bring up, like, I think it's like very because, like you were saying, Chris, um, Christian, about it feels like you got to be on either one side or you got to say that this guy's going to be the next Nick Saban. Or he's going to be trapped. Like you, you, it's okay to wait until to see whatever happens happens. It's okay to, Thank and then you. it's okay to judge it while it goes. It's okay to say, okay, he made a mistake mm-hmm. there. Let's see what he's going to do. And that's not saying that the guys are terrible. Person. I'm okay to criticize moments of where where he's at in the process. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to agree with everything that he does. Right. Um, some of the like for me personally, as of right now, I he's had more pluses than minuses. Because I thought he's known these coaches for his whole life, right? And I knew for a fact, I was like, all right, he's going to bring the D.C. with him. 
if he brings his DC with him, I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> he didn't. He, he did not bring the DC. Like he known that DC for twenty something his whole life. Yep. Think about how hard that is to tell your your that's friend. Smart, obviously, that, that that's a, that's a, a tough move. decision, but the smart decision. Right. Exactly. Right. So you got, he's. I I got that. He's taking the emotions out of it. He's making the best decisions in order to win. So I mean, I don't. I think we got to get jump off the drop back there. Do I feel good about I if I'm taking a wait and see approach? I don't know. And it's okay not to know. Yep. Yeah. That's and I think that's yeah, I agree with that. I don't know either. I, I think don't know it's okay. Yeah, and, and I, I, I may, only know what again, I've been talking to people about and then mm-hmm. watching South Alabama. Because, again, I haven't watched South Alabama until we hired him. But I've been watching the past few days. You can ask my dad. I'll be on the phone with him, and I'm, I'm breaking it down. Yep. I'm looking at their philosophies. I, 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 again, one thing you'll get out of me, I'm never just going – you're not going to hear me just spewing out what everybody else says just because of what I read, right? Like, I actually like watching tape and offer my opinion. And when I watch them, it's not that I don't – like the defense, it's just it's not personally what I feel is the what you best like. type of defense for, to defend a lot of things in college football nowadays. With that being said, I'm not writing it off because I'm I'm I, this guy's a smart dude. He wouldn't have gotten where he's gotten without being smart and having to adapt. I think he'll probably you know alter some things a little bit because I just know going from that conference there to going and playing the the Georgias and you got to play Oklahoma, all these different things. I mean, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to probably implement some new things, and I'm sure he will adapt. And that's why I'm with you. I'm just offering my fair take on it, but then I'm also waiting and seeing because I, I got faith. Plus, you've got some other, you know, heads on that uh, coaching staff with experience. They're going to have some input, right? And I think everything hopefully will come together. But I definitely think it's going to look a lot different than what we've seen with Coach. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Christian. I don't know if you remember this, but when Najee Harris was a recruit, and I've been mm-hmm. big on recruiting, so I would show this to my homeboy, like, hey, what do you think about him? Well, he's, you know, he's at Alabama. What do you think about him? Right. He's from Cali, man. They, you know, I don't, I don't be Cali people. I'm like, what, what do you think about him, though? Because, you know, he's a Southern. He's like, nah, you know, I, I I don't know. And then when he got there, I'm like, okay, like, he's been practicing. Like, how is he? He's like, he bounces everything, got to the outside. I told you he's from Cali, man. I'm like, yo, he didn't even give a guy a chance. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you're not even giving him a chance. Like, and that's how it is. Like, you're from the West. You already, you already get breed that, that stigma of being soft and, it's just we have prejudice. Well, you get labeled. Business. I mean, you're gonna get labeled based yeah. on where you're from. Sometimes, unfortunately, right? Yeah, and that's up to him. To, and that it reminds me of that. So he just got to prove everybody wrong. And well, let me, let me just say well, this. I mean, not, do you think Alabama has? Yeah, do you think Alabama has one of the best staffs? Like I, I listened to Ryan Fowler's show a little bit yesterday, and I heard this guy that almost made me run off the road. And he said that Alabama has the number one. He said Alabama has the number one coaching staff in the country. What about the board? That's his opinion. Yeah, that's I don't subjective. Know. Yeah, it, who knows? You know I don't. I like Kirby's staff. To me, I think Kirby's staff is he got some elite recruiters over there. Right, that's why but, I, I just said I almost ran off the road because I totally disagree with him. But I, I don't believe what he said. But I'm saying. But you can put, you can have people, and they can say stuff like that for the, the typical fan base that goes, "Well, whoever I don't even know the dude name, never heard of him." But it's like, you know, that person can but say. But you also can have say, you also step. can have you also can have say Travis who can say that he can look into the future and say this guy's going to be going in four years. Like it's splits like both both are media pools and, and clip bait. We don't know what what this guy could do. Fair. That's true. Yeah, I can't say that. I mean, I, I, he, can, he can win three national championships. Who knows? That's, so, that's, 
That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. I think that we should all st- take a step back from the edge and just wait and see. It's okay to judge. You're not going to like every decision, and it's okay. Yeah. And say, all right, I didn't really so. like this one. Yeah, I didn't like this one. He could have went this way. Let's see what happens, though. Yeah, 100%. It's okay. Like they had prejudice on Joe. Like you said, everyone everyone was not with you on the Jalen Barrow situation. People hated that you said that, too. They hated and you were right about that. <laughs> right. That's why I brought it back so, up, KJ, because I was like, I wish they'd have that same energy now. Just because, again, he he's not hating. He's just offering his take. Because, again, no. he's he's neutral in this whole thing because that's how he was trained to do media. And, and that's why he gets frustrated hearing. And because I agree, right? I mean, because you do have people that, I mean, like they just pump up things that they want to be true, but they're not necessarily actually really watching true. tape or, or going and diving deep into things. But that's why I respect people that, that do have their I, own. I would say this, I, I would say this, guys, about the whole when I said NAIA. The reason why I said that, because I worked at NAIA, right? I understand that taking a dude that's been there, and I know we had the lower level NAIA, Allen University in Columbia, South Carolina, an HBCU all black school, Right? And we couldn't even, at one point, didn't have the funds to even find the fields of practice. So I feel that we had that holes all in. And I was concerned for the athletes of blowing our ankles or knees. I mean, it was bad. Right. But Teddy Keaton, who's from Alabama, who now is in Atlanta, he got a new job, drawing a blank the name at, uh, I forget the name of the school, but, uh, he turned the program around. So I understand the work ethic and what goes in that. So people jump in and say, they ain't never been at no NAI school. Any, I ain't know what it means. I do. I've been there. I was a chapel and helped coach some. So my point is, I think is, they bring that up just to show that he's a winner. Because at this evening, yeah, though he's there, being he's a winner, against. but don't tell me it's it's not the same. I'm just trying to tell you, it's kind of like skeezer, right? You going to tell me that skeezer, which is a school? I don't know. If they know what skeezer is. It's our private school league <laughs> back in South Carolina. Right, right. High school it's private league. Right. We we got a kid coming from uh, Baylor. Right in uh, Chattanooga, it was uh, their coach Eric Kimry coached at uh, Hammond here in South Carolina, won ten uh, state titles. Right, that league. Right, and I know because I coached in that league that if you got two or three players, you ain't got to be that great of a coach. You can run the table. Absolutely. I'm saying, you you don't have to be that great of a coach to win a championship because you're not going to have the same competition. I'm yeah. saying NAIA football is on that level. I compare them to the say you can you can have five to ten decent athletes with, with and running very simplistic schemes, or if you know a little bit more, you can have that kind of record. That's all I was saying. Right? Yeah, I give the man I give the man an A, man. Honestly, uh, A minus. Um, what do you did? I know, but I, this is my grade. Yeah, I give him an A minus. But he can give him an A. give him whatever. I mean, that's that's and that's I the mean today. If he lands Ryan Williams today, I think everyone's going to – I mean, that's going to go even through the roof with that, too. So, now, if he lands Ryan Williams, I'll give him an A++. Okay, well, you should be look, looking for that, well, that but, notification wait, hold on, but let, me, let me ask him this, though. But but the only thing I'll say about that is, though, we got to remember, Ryan Williams was committed to Alabama, and he's an Alabama guy. I, I definitely think – But Nick already got No, no, no. So what, what, no oh, and again, I'm not, I promise I'm not taking anything away from him, but I did see some tweets where people were like, man – that shows he's one of the top recruiters already, and I'm like, well, I don't know if I'd count that one just yet. Nah, I, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say. Yeah, I wouldn't say, yeah, you I wouldn't say that, that just because this guy yeah, was a former commit a couple he, weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's not. But it's, it still it's, is a huge get for him. Huge get for him because Hugh, Hugh Freeze is offering everything too, as well, right? Exactly. So it shows that he can. Like I like what they did too. How they had everything set up for him with the Hollywood signs in the back. 
I, I kind of like that. And I'm not saying that he did. That probably was oh, Ashley and Kerrigan. I mean, is this what we're doing now? Is this what we got? This, this is football. We got to put a staggum Hollywood sign in the background. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't even yes. do like that. I don't even, if I nah, you, do that, <laughs> I know. No, no, I can take some You won't be coaching long. You won't be coaching long. <laughs> yes, I would. Because I tell you this, I have some dudes that got, that love the game. I have some dudes that care about playing freaking football. And I can tell you this. You can take some of this flashy talent and, and, <laughs> some of this talent it is. and become individual and want to be about them. Give, give me some Hunter Rinsfros. Give me some dudes like that that still love the game and will work their freaking A off. Right? I, and I, and put them that. in place to play football. <laughs> you can win. I'm just saying. I don't want them prima donnas. All right, man. All right, hey, look, I, I I I do agree, but you do have to have. You say you do always I mean, say you got to have Jimmy Jones, Jones too, but, but, but are you he right? said it. You're right, KJ. Give me the, the, yeah. the Puka Nakua's. I yeah. mean, but that could have been that could have been Ashley and Kerrigan, the recruiting people. That make, hey, we're making them feel at home. Do whatever we need to do. Let's go. We need that. I just say give them some money. Don't tell nobody. And just go take so them. Take him to, we're in an area we can tell them now. Let's tell them how much. <laughs> <you're doing. laughs> That's true. You're right. All right, KJ, man. I appreciate, I appreciate you. I love you, man. I appreciate you. Y'all take care. Love y'all too, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. All right, bro. I like that. I like that to have some fun. But nah, listen, I don't want no prima donnas. But and I, I'm going to say, man, I'm not going to lie. I might, I, I, might put, I might put up with one if, if, if he's really well, like that. If he's doing that and need the Hollywood signs and he better be giving me eight, eight, nine, ten for about buck twenty and two touchdowns every week. If you ain't doing that, oh no, you're not gonna have it. That's all I'm saying. You want to be prima donna, but tell me this right here: you better be giving me eight to ten catches a week and breaking ankles. Because if you're not, we gonna have to have a conversation. Top of the hour break. When we come back, Chris Stewart at the bottom of the hour, 1.30. We'll talk with him about the big matchup. Auburn, Alabama tonight at Coleman Coliseum. We got that coming up. If you're on hold, we see you. Stay right there. We'll take more phone calls. We got a little bit more audio from Kayla DeBoer with Pat McAfee. We got that coming up for you. And we're going to rush around the SEC and talk about South Carolina. All right, there we go. These Gamecocks, big win over Kentucky. That's coming up on the Miller's Edge. Back in a moment. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a Town Square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Monty Bolaños. In the NBA, according to multiple reports, Doc Rivers is finalizing an agreement to become the next head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. USA Basketball Executive Director Grant Hill said two-time gold medalist Draymond Green was left out of the player pool for this summer's Paris Olympics because of his suspensions with the Golden State Warriors this season. In the NFL, Chiefs head coach Andy Reid says running back Isaiah Pacheco won't practice today because of a toe injury but is getting better. And Pro Bowl guard Joe Thune won't practice today because of a pec strain. Bleacher Report is saying that Jim Harbaugh is currently scheduled to interview today with the Falcons for a second time. Atlanta is also bringing in Texans offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick for an in-person second interview as well. And the Packers have parted ways with defensive coordinator Joe Barry. Barry This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. 
As well, although it is 70 degrees outside. I got on shorts today. I feel good about that. 205-342-9904 is the number for the program if you would like to call in. And don't forget to download that free app on your smartphone, Android, or Apple device. Tide 100.9. You can leave your thoughts, comments, questions are right there. Coming up at 1.30 here in, uh, let's see, about 24 24 minutes. minutes. Chris Stewart will join us here to talk about the big matchup tonight. Alabama and Auburn. Do they have a name, Christian, for the basketball? I, I just call it the Iron Bull of basketball. But, I mean, I'm excited for it, though, man. And, uh, I'll be honest. It's, it's always gets – I'm not going to say oh, it's chippy, but, you know, there's always a lot of a lot of energy in this game. There's always a lot of – it seems like it gets – you know what I mean? And, and no disrespect it's to Coleman. Rivalry, yeah. No, obviously, yeah, obviously it is. But I'm just saying, you know, Coleman, you know, we all know that Coleman, you know, is, is Coleman, but – um, and then they try to get a good atmosphere, but I, I'll tell you, this game always, you don't, there's no, you know, there's no holdbacks, right? I mean, you don't have to question if the atmosphere is going to be, this atmosphere, I'm telling you, it's going to be fun tonight. So if you're in town, make sure you check out this game because it's going to be yeah, fun. Yeah, I hope that the Coleman Coliseum is back. I mean, I can only tell you last night, if you saw on uh, SEC Network or you watched the highlights on ESPN, you saw that arena at CLA Colonial Life Arena here in Columbia, South Carolina. South, South Carolina knocked off. Um, Kentucky, what that looks like. Hopefully, Alabama will be able to do some of that uh, on tonight. Let's take some phone calls. Uh, we got several, several calls to get to, plus some app messages I want to get to. I want to make sure we got plenty of time for our good friend Chris Stewart. Let's go to Brady, Brady. in Tuscaloosa. Brady in T-Town. Brady, good Wednesday. How we doing, guys? Well, Brady, doing how are you doing? I hope you're doing well, sir. I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I, I like I'm a big fan of Kalen DeBoer. He he speaks yeah. very well, and he has some very saving-like tendencies with how he talks. And I think he really understands the task ahead of him. Yeah, it sounded like it sounds. Every time I hear him, it sounds like he's um, you know understanding of it, and he's going to do his best to prepare himself for it. But I do like his confidence when he speaks. Um, he seems like you know he, he's confident in his ability to. Uh, help, and I'm not going to say help turn programs around, uh, cause that's not this case scenario here, but you know, his ability to go into a program and, uh, get the most out of it, uh, basically get it to its full potential. So I'm very optimistic about him. And, and, you know, I, I think there's definitely going to be some growing pains, whether we like it or not. It's just a fact. It's just kind of how this thing goes. I think it'd be like that with anybody. Um, but I think, uh, the quicker he can overcome those, um, I think, uh, the, the more we'll start, we'll start to see that this uh, can definitely work out very well. That's true. Uh, I, I'm only 21. I'm not. I haven't been around as long as some of the other people have. I've seen Alabama through different eras. Really, in my memorable lifetime, the only two eras that I've known have been Nick Saban and now the DeBoer era for like two weeks. And but looking back at history, I. Could you say that this program's ever been better off or like in a better place than they are right now, just like through a coaching change? I'll be honest. I mean, I, I'm I'm not too much older than you, and then obviously I got here in 2014, so it's hard for me to really look back. But I will say, I mean, 
look, if you if you look at it, you look at the facts. I mean, this is going to be Coach DeBoer's most talented roster he's probably ever been given. Um, the only thing I, I, in, I will add on to that, though, this is going to be his greatest task yet, given that he's going to be playing in a whole different league. I mean, we talked about the NAIA level, right? Pac-12 or Fresno State, I can't remember the conference or what it is, but then uh, Pac-12, again, you know, he's had success everywhere. Uh, but at the same time, this is going to be another great challenge because the SEC is, is, is tough, man. And I'm just saying from playing in it for five years, I know how the schedule is, right? I mean, it's, it's a daunting task. And now you throw into the equation, you're adding teams like Texas and Oklahoma, um, which we go on the road to Oklahoma this upcoming season. And I think the following week we play Auburn. Right, so uh, definitely going to be some great challenges ahead. But uh, I think he's definitely going to do uh, a, a nice job of preparing himself, his staff, and this team for these challenges. But um, I think they're in good shape. Even though, again, you look at all the names that left, you got to remember all the names that are still here, and you got to feel good about those guys. Brady, I'll say this, I got, I got you know, more. Let me say this real quick, Brady. Don't let you go, but about, let you have your question. But you know, we are with you. I mean, I'm much older than you guys, but I mean, I've been following Alabama. I would say just since Nick Saban's been there. Um, and, and Nick Saban is all I have ever known when it comes to coaching as well with Alabama and, and how he did things, what they were about. You talk about the standard, uh, you know, the tough love on the football field, the, the, the All-Americans, the, the Heisman winners. The, we've seen it all. 17 years we as fans of the game of Alabama have seen so much, right? We don't know about the bear. We don't know about all these other old coaches. You know, people well, I know about what I was told and, you know, all the right, We know I about it, but I'm right. just saying that we don't really know. We just it. go by what we read or what somebody has said. We've witnessed, as Brady has with Nick Saban, right? And you understand it. So it's hard now, as I said earlier, I don't know if you heard me, I said it's hard for me to get used to Kalen DeBoer because I'm not a numbers guy. I'm not a... You know, when they pull up the record, that that's not going to make me do cartwheels. Um, I just know what I know. I know how hard it is to win in this conference. I know how hard it is to recruit against these other schools. I know how hard it is, you know, just everything when it pertains to football in the Southeast. And I, I haven't been a big fan of the Pac-12. There's a reason why they've been left out numerous times in the college football playoffs. They don't get the love. Just because it's the Pac-12. You know, and to say uh, he could just step right in the shoes of Dick Saban, even though it's Alabama, and just say, hey, I'm here, I can coach football, and I'm going to win, I'm not ready to go there. That's why I'm with the – I got to wait and see. I got to wait and see what spring practice looks like, and I got to wait and see in the season. And when I see it with my own eyes, the product, I can give a better evaluation. Yes, sir. I think my last question, because I know you got a bunch of callers, for Christian – from a player's perspective, would Kalen DeVore be a guy that you would want to play for? If you were playing for Alabama right now and you were sitting there on the fence saying, hey, should I leave? Should I stay and play for this guy? What would you do? How do you like Kalen DeVore? Great question. Yeah, from everything that I've seen and heard, man, he seems like a, a great person, right? And that would lead me to want to play for somebody. But I also looked at things, so I, I might as well go back to recruiting. Uh, what was so intriguing about Coach Saban was given, you know, his track record, how respected he is uh, within the, the the college football world, 
and all those great values, right, that he upholds. And that was what was so attractive for me to wanting to come and play for him. I was just listening to O.J. Howard talk about that. Maybe we can pull that. But, um, yeah, from what I've heard and seen from Coach DeBoer, I think he'd be a great coach to play for. Now, I will say he, he, he comes off as, you know, almost a 180 from Coach Saban. Coach Saban is – Hard nose, you know, he's going to chew you out. You got, you guys have seen videos of me getting chewed out, right? Um, he's one of those old school type coaches. Um, obviously I haven't been around coach board too much, but from what I've heard, you know, he's, I don't, I'm not sure if he cusses, you know, not that that really matters, but I'm just trying to give you a visual or an idea of how different they, they kind of vary between each other. But, um, and I, and I'll be honest, I actually think that might be, Kind of a not, I wouldn't say a breath of fresh air for some of these young guys, but I think that might actually be a little more suited for this younger generation, just because we know these guys don't respond the same way. These guys are different nowadays, um, so I almost feel like a coach with his style might almost be a little bit better at connecting with some of these guys uh, than that old school approach. So to answer your question, Brady, yeah, I, I think I would definitely enjoy playing for him. Um, I like how he emphasizes the players. He likes building a culture. I think that's what college football is all about. I feel like that's something that we've lost with NIL in this new age. You kind of lose that brotherhood, that culture, that, that, hey, I'm playing for the man beside me, that this is why we're doing it for each other. And I, that seems like something he emphasizes within his football teams, and that's something I definitely could get behind. Ready? we appreciate oh, you calling, I love man. It, brother. I appreciate you. Yes, sir, man. Take care. Brady, thank you, buddy. Be well out there. Brady from Tuscaloosa. There he goes, 21 years old. Uh, looking forward to see what coach is going to be able to do. All right, quick timeout. We'll come back. we got more calls. we got some app messages we'll get into before we get to Chris Stewart uh, to talk about basketball. The last segment of the show, we'll talk more about what happened on the uh, hardwood here in the Southeastern Conference. That's coming up. This is Mills Edge. We're going to tie 100.9, 1230 and WTBC. We are the home of Alabama. Crimson Tide Sports will be back in a moment. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A flash flood watch remains in effect. Rain this afternoon and tonight. Maybe thunderstorms around as well. The high today, 66. The low tonight, 62. Rain tomorrow, the high 68. Friday, a good chance of rain, mainly during the morning, the high 67. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 62 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. And welcome back to the Middle's Edge, right here on the Tide, 100.9, AM WTBC. Let's get right back out to the phone lines. JD's been holding. JD, you're up next on the Edge. Welcome in. What's up, y'all? Roll Tide. What's up? What's What's going on, JD? Oh, nothing much, man. Um, I just want to say, man, I, I, I want to say, you know, the, the new coach, uh, you know, when, when we were, me and my dad were talking about, you know, who we thought would replace the legendary Coach Saban, um, you know, his name kind of came up. But, you know, he's one of those that I thought maybe would stay at Washington, the, you know, with everything he's done. Um, but when, when it came on that, that he was coming to Alabama, you know, I was excited. Um, and, you know, we started losing players. And I, I knew that was probably going to happen. We, I wasn't for sure, you know, at, with the transfer portal, what um, what players we were going to lose. But 
you know, when you look at it, though, we do still have a lot of great players. You know, a lot of people are calling us out for next season, you know, and I understand it. You know, we, we have a lot of players leaving. Um, we do have a lot of players staying. We have, and but here's the cool part. We have the number one center in the transfer portal. Um, we have uh, uh, Bernard, the wide receiver from Washington. Um, and then we got some really good, I think, some really good defensive players coming from Texas A&M that, if you, in my opinion, had uh, who made some trouble for us when we played Texas A&M this year. And so I, I think that, you know, if we um, come in this offseason and, you know, we say, okay, listen, we have some some stuff to overcome as a team. Um, we fix those. We come in strong. On our first, you know, first few games, we show everybody, hey, that we're still Alabama, right? We're still where legends are made. And we show people, hey, we're not a team to be looked over and that we're still Alabama. We're still the ones competing for an SEC championship, but still hopefully a national championship. I think that we'll be doing okay. Now, whether we win a national championship, you know, is remains to be seen. I do believe, though, that we will be in the run for it. Um, and it, it, that is if we can um, come out strong um, like like I hope. But, Jay, yeah. so here, here's my question to you, J.D., would be, okay, and I, I agree, I think the attitude has to be Bama pride, you know, Bama standard, right? I think it needs to stay that. You got the nucleus of guys that, that you know, Tyler Booker's of the world, Dylan Moses of the world. It's, those guys are still in place that kept to help the Dylan Moses. That mind. I mean, uh, excuse Deontay me. Deontay Lawson. Yeah, Deontay Lawson. Excuse me. I, I just had Dylan Moses in the jacuzzi. <laughs> but um, listen, the thing is this: what I do concern myself stuff with. For me personally, here's what I concern. I'm, I don't. I don't think I'm afraid or worried about the offense. Right? I'm still. I'm in Merrill Camp. I don't understand why people still think that there needs to be quarterback competition. He's a guy, he's like second or third that's, that's picked to maybe one of the Heisman. I think it's, it's, the board said I'm about building around the talent, right? And if he does that, then he builds around the best talented quarterback that he has on the roster right now. That's Jalen Miro. So, and I know you got, I like Jam. I, I like the running backs. That's the thing. These guys are still here. You still got good tight ends. You still got some receivers that's left over. You know, that you can play with. My concerns is this. Depth, I'm concerned about the depth of this football team. And I know playing in this conference in the SEC, guys going to get banged up, guys going to get hurt, guys need to play. I mean, so I'm worried about depth. Number two, I'm worried about defensively a whole lot. I'm worried about who's going to be the, the new guys that, that you can bring in that can get pressure. Who's going to replace Dallas Turner? Who's going to replace Chris Braswell? Who's going to be the cornerbacks? I know we got guy. Coming in from Southern Cal, I know, you know, young guys, but I'm concerned. We don't have a ton of experience right there and at the safety position. So I'm fine with the interior linemen. I'm fine with the linebackers, but those other positions are huge question marks for Alabama. And so to me, I think it might be in spring and when the portal opens back up, we'll see what happens with Michigan. If their, their roster opens up, that they're going to have to try to find some, some pieces there, but Depth to me is a huge thing, and and on the defense is probably my biggest concern. 
uh, with this football team. I think they're going to be fine offensively. I just worry about the defense for them. Well, and the other thing I'll throw in there too, though, is, is the schedule, right? I mean, it's not going to be an easy path. Uh, you got to look at the schedule. I mean, the third week you go on the road to Wisconsin, and then again, they're not mm-hmm. the greatest team. But again, I mean, playing, tough go, it's a road. tough game on the road when you you play out of conference. You know, we'll just throw that in there. Uh, so then they come back and they face Georgia at home, who we know they're going to have a chip on their shoulder after you know you just defeated them in the SEC championship and, and spoiled their you know three peat. Then you go on the road to Vanderbilt as Vanderbilt, right? Come at, come back at home, play South Carolina. You know, no offense. I know you're Gamecock, but, you know, <laughs> let's just be real. You know, I, I feel confident That's about that. That's a game, baby. You better wait. Yeah, it might be. We'll see. Then you go on the road to Tennessee. And I'm not sure how Tennessee necessarily will look this this season. I think they'll they'll have a decent team. It's always a good matchup, though. That's Tennessee. But just that, add, quarterback say, but, but that, quarterback. that quarterback is a good quarterback, and it's at Tennessee. And I, I'm not saying the environment's – here in the SEC are just that much cra- But what I'll tell you is as a player, playing at Tennessee is is no easy feat. I'm telling you right now, it is difficult as hell. So I'm I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see Coach DeBoer in his first matchup at Tennessee because that's a big one. And we know how much that means to this state and these fans, right? Uh, so we'll see that one. Then Missouri, you face them at home. Normally you would look at Missouri and just say, oh, you know, it's Missouri. Missouri, Missouri finished, is always tough, man. Yeah, well, they, played, they, they finished eighth. Right, and they they give Georgia right. issues, so that's that's a tough matchup right there. And then, long story short, you go on the road to LSU, another tough matchup, man. Mm. You know what I mean? Like in Baton Rouge on the road, that's going to be his first time going there. Yeah, Brian Kelly, man, Brian Kelly's always wishing to beat Alabama. He beat us once. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that's for gonna sure. be a hard one. Man. That's going to be a hard. One. Then you got a cupcake of Mercer, and then you go to Oklahoma, which again they they are a very good football team. They finished fifteenth on the road. Oklahoma. I'm not necessarily worried about what I'm saying. That's something we, we typically don't do. That's new on the schedule, and then you come back and face Auburn. So all I'm saying is. For his first year, I'm not going to lie, he he has his, his work cut out for him. It, it's going to be tough. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm optimistic given, you know, what we're working with and the guys that we have and, and the people that he's been able to, to uh, get on board. But uh, we just got to face it. I'm not going to lie. This, this schedule is, is not an easy schedule by any means. No. But, that, but that's how I like Alabama. You know, I've always – I was born an Alabama fan technically. Uh, I like their schedule. You know, we've all – there's never been a schedule where you look at Alabama and be like, oh man, we got an easy schedule, you know. And, right. and, and but but here here's the thing I, I'll say about defense, okay? Our leaders, and, and this is just for me, you know, this is what I've seen um, with the Texas A&M uh, guys coming in. You know, they came, and, and you know, I know we beat Texas A&M, okay, but they came to us when we played them this year. This, you know, when we just beat them. They came in their defense and was like, okay, how many sacks can we get? Right. That season, they were like, I mean, you look at their defense and it wasn't perfect, but the way that they were doing it was just, and it, it made me worry a little bit this year. So, and those are the guys that I think that I hope has a little bit more experience, not in Alabama football, but in Texas A&M football. And I hope, and this is what me and Matt were talking about, and I truly believe that if they come in here, and they work their tails off, and they become stars, I want them to be coming to guys saying, okay, listen, all right, everybody's counting up. A lot of people are counting us out. Let's go in there and let's be the Alabama football of old. Let's, you know, let's, let's go. I hope, I hope some of them go back to 2009, 2010, you know, some of those guys that were just light out. And I want them to say, let's, let's become like those guys. Let's become what Alabama, um, 
what's become elephants, I guess, in, in, in a, I don't know what the word I'm trying to come up with, but you know what I'm saying? You want, I, you want them to be dogs like they used to be. You want them to yeah. right. Yeah, you want to maintain oh, yeah. that standard of Alabama there. football. Well, hey, hopefully, man, hopefully, JD, uh, they'll get some dogs, man, in here that gets the standard and and keep that part of the Nick Saban uh, era going because they're going to need it with that schedule Christian just mm-hmm. talked about. We got to hit a break. We got a guest coming up. Appreciate it, JD. Don't be a stranger, yes, brother. Sir, keep time. calling in. Roll tide to roll you. Tide, uh, quick timeout. We come back. Chris Stewart of the Alabama Sports Network will join us. To talk about the big matchup over at Coleman Coliseum. Can the tie? They go two and zero against Auburn last year. Can they make it three tonight? Six thirty Eastern time. Oh, no, that's seven thirty Eastern time. Six thirty Central time. That game is going to be played. Should be a good one. Auburn's on a roll. Eleven in a row. Bama. Can they break the streak? We'll ask Chris Stewart on the flip. Back in a moment. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. What? 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 And welcome back into this hump day edition of the Miller's Edge. Right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. We are presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. If you're in any type of pain, foot pain, knee pain, or back pain, make sure you head on over to the Good Feet Store. Go check them out right now. They take care of you with those premium arch supports that are designed to eliminate and alleviate all types of pain. You will not be disappointed. It's try before you buy. You've got nothing to lose, so make sure you check them out. If you're not in Tuscaloosa, you can always head to goodfeet.com and go schedule an appointment there. Again, that's Good Feet, improving the quality of people's lives two feet at a time. I think we're still trying to get Chris up, so I'll make sure we get him as soon as we can. This might be him uh, calling in, or it might be somebody else. But um, as soon as we get him, um, I'll make sure that we get to him, talk some Alabama-Auburn basketball tonight, um, and we'll get to that in a second. But uh see your <laughs> – like always, you're getting, getting your snack on. What do you have today, man? See, I'm letting you – Bring Chris in. I'm meeting my mic so I can have. No, 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 no. You did. No, you did great. No, like I said, uh, we were we were given the second to, to get Chris on. I just was asking what you had. Oh, okay. Uh, all right, right muted. They're way way too loud. Chips are way too loud. Way too loud. Muted. There you go. <laughs> all right. Well, good. We've got we've got Chris on the line now. So we'll go to him while you finish up your chips. We are now joined by a good friend of mine and my partner Chris Stewart with the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Going to talk a little bit of Alabama basketball and a little bit of Alabama football as well. Chris, how are you this afternoon? Well, man, I'm great. I hope you are, and I apologize for uh, for running a couple minutes late. You're gonna have to make me run laps, Coach. My bad. <laughs> oh, don't you worry about it, man. Trust me, I'm I'm sure I've uh, been late a couple times in my responsibilities, but yeah, you're, yeah, you're valuable. I'm not. Oh man, what do you think? Yeah, no, I think Chris, did you just win another Alabama Broadcaster of the Year award? Did I see that? I think it was my turn in the rotation. But, uh, <laughs> He's too yeah, humble, man. Way too they humble. Were, uh, they were nice to me, and uh, National Sports Media Association within the state did did give me that award. And I, it's nice of you to mention it, but uh, I said this, and I mean it sincerely. Uh, you're only as good as your teammates, man. And it doesn't matter what you do, whether it's in sports or, or my job or, you know, you're a salesman or, or whatever your job is, uh, you know, even a golfer, you know, Nick Dunlap will tell you, 
that he had a he had a pretty good caddy on the bag, uh, helping him to win that tournament the other day. And uh, again, no matter what you're doing in life, if you're only as good as your teammates, and you're a fool if you don't understand it. And I know I'm really fortunate to have some great ones. You're absolutely one of them. Well, I appreciate that, man. I, I love the. The humbleness and humility, but no, you definitely are one of the best in the business, if not the best, and definitely love having you a part of the program. Love listening to you, uh, whether I'm working beside you or just tuning in, like I will be. Well, I guess I'll be at the game tonight, which I guess we can start Good. there. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I'm not missing this atmosphere, but we can start there. Uh, let me let me get your thoughts, Chris, on this matchup. We know Alabama basketball uh, started the season with a very tough schedule. Uh, kind of was pulling it together. Started off undefeated in SEC play, then. Uh, suffered a, a pretty big loss to Tennessee. How do you see them responding tonight uh, in this big rivalry matchup in Coleman Coliseum against Auburn? Yeah, Christian, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how they're going to respond. I think they'll play well. I really do. They they play terrific at home. Uh, I think a stat I heard earlier today was uh, 12 and one when they shoot better than 35 percent from three, but 0 and or that be 0 and six. When they're less than that, mm. um, they got to make some shots and, and preferably at a really high clip. But I think they are good enough. Oh, I know they are. They're good enough to play with and beat Auburn. Uh, Auburn's not, uh, without some, some flaws, but man, they play so hard and they'll shoot it well now. They're skilled and, and all those other things, but the stuff I know you can appreciate, they, they'll get after you. Yeah. And they'll do it on the defensive end. They'll put pressure on you with the way they play on offense. And Alabama didn't handle the, the physical style of Tennessee. Um, and I don't think Tennessee's as physical as Auburn is. So you better be ready if, uh, if you're Alabama for this one, not just from the, from the tip, you better be ready when that bus pulls in at Coleman about two hours earlier. Because they're going to be, uh, they'll have that mindset, and you better have it as well if you're going to match them. Chris, uh, again, congratulations on the uh, Sportscaster of the Year award. Very, very well deserved. You, um, when you look at this basketball team, I've had the pleasure of watching a lot of a lot of games and watching them play. Watch the South Carolina game, of course, I'm in Columbia and, and a Gamecock myself. But this team is, is if I would say. I don't know if underachieving might be the right word here, but when you look at the talent that they put on the court, you look at some of the transfers that they got in, you feel like they haven't reached their potential yet. Now, I know they played a challenging off-season schedule or non-conference schedule, I should say, and, and, and struggled there, but in games, could have won pretty much all of those games, which I think helped them, you know, in the SEC. But this is a team I feel like just haven't reached that full potential, and they score a lot of points. That's NATO's. That's what yeah. they do, but defensively, a little bit to be desired. Yeah, I agree with you on the defensive end, and Nate's talked about that a lot. And I think part of it, we talked about it on his radio show Monday. You know, these guys are all really good offensively, and they are unselfish, and, and they've picked that up pretty quickly and pretty well. But defensively, there's a lot of communication involved as well, and I don't have to tell you guys that, but regardless of the sport, you better be able to communicate. You better be able to play it as a team. And when you're talking about nine new guys on a roster and three returnees that have only been in the 
know, you're looking, there's, there's the opportunity for miscommunication to take place. And they've got to be better at that. I think they're going to be. I've said from the start, guys, that I thought this team would be far better in February and March than they're going to be in November and December and even in uh, January and February. I, I just think, or early February. I think this team has got a chance to be great by the time they get to March if they can weather the storms enough and pick up enough wins that'll get them in those meaningful games in March, which obviously include the SEC tournament as well as the NCAA tournament. So um, I'm excited about where it could be, but you got to get some. You got to get some quality wins. They don't have any. Um, I think more. I don't think they have more than one or two tier one wins right now. If that, uh, they've got to get. They need to beat teams like this. They played some really good teams, great teams even. Uh, at the time they played them, very close. But they don't have any wins. I do think it would look different right now, guys, if they had gotten Ohio State and Clemson early in the schedule. I think it would have I think it would have had a different look uh, if they had been able to get there. So uh, I think that's part of why we have the perception of this team that we do. But the reality is, they need a win against a team like Auburn to, to get them the type of credibility and, and recognition that they want to have and to put themselves in a spot where they can truly be the team that I think they can be and a lot of others think they can be as well. We're now joined by Chris Stewart of the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Chris, I know you like to do like keys to the game or keys to victory. When you look at this matchup, I know you got guys like Mark Sears, who, who's been phenomenal this season, um, Aaron Estrada. I know Grant Nelson, you know, kind of fluctuates with his performances, but still a very important piece. What, what do you think yeah. the keys are tonight in, in this matchup specifically for Alabama to get that big win like you just mentioned? Well, I, we basically touched on it to a degree already, but – when when you put it in that way, I'll I'll tell you clearly. I think we you got to make shots uh, from three. They've got to be able to do that so that they can open up opportunities for them at the rim. But they've got to make threes at a at a good clip, and they've got to be able to match what Auburn's going to bring in terms of toughness and physicality, and that can translate. A lot of ways, you know, rebound and hanging on to the basketball. Way too many turnovers against Tennessee. Way too many. Uh, and your ability to to handle the pressure and the toughness and the physicality that Auburn will bring, and and maintain possession of the ball and not uh, be way too generous with it. Those are things you you better be able to do if you want to uh, to come out with a win against such a, a team that's as good as the Tigers are. So. Uh, I would say, you know, ball's going through the net early from three and Bama's not turning it over at a real high rate, then I think you got a chance to feel a whole lot better when that final buzzer sounds. Yeah, Alabama very sloppy. Last game against Tennessee committing 22 turnovers. Of course, the ball scored about 23 points uh, off of those turnovers. Alabama losing about 20 in that ball game. When you talk about Bruce Pearl, when you talk about his resume, you know, been at Tennessee, been around different styles, been very successful. You know, I always think of it like this, Chris. I think, you know, anytime whether it's football, basketball, whatever the sport may be, players take on the persona of, of the coach. 
And yeah. there's no doubt, you know, Auburn and Bruce Pearl, toughness, you know, they're going to get after you. They're going to bring it. They're going to play hard. They're going to they're gonna play trash basketball. They're going to get on the floor for loose balls. This is what they do. And to me, they're taking on that Bruce Pearl mindset, right? I mean, this this guy takes yeah. a shirt off and getting to stand with fans. I mean, that's who he is, right? Look, I mean, and his yeah. basketball team kind of the same way, right? Scrappy, tough. Not not the perfect if you just look at them just shooting threes at high percentage. That's not who they are all the time. But man, they win the fifty fifty balls, they win the floor balls, right. they win those types of things. No doubt. And I've I've told Bruce this before. Man, I don't want to like you as much as I do, but I can't help it because <laughs> I really do. I do uh appreciate what he's done for the game uh in our state. Uh you know, look, I want to. I'll get mad at him just like anybody else in the in the heat of the ball game and those situations. And uh, man, I can't stand it when they do things that that work against my team. But I have a lot of respect for him and the success that he's had. And I knew when he came to Auburn that it was going to make Alabama better. And what I mean by that is uh, he was going to raise the stakes. And we were either going to have to match it or fall behind. And thankfully, we, we've had an administration that understood and went out and found a guy. I, and I always have to start this. I think Avery Johnson made it better. I think he left a really good foundation. And Nate built off that tremendously and has just elevated it, I think, more quickly and at a rate that people um, may not have thought was possible. But I'm so excited. Uh, about where this thing is going, and you're right. They they play to his personality. Nate Oates is trying to get his team to do that because we know he's every bit as fiery as as Bruce is, and and uh, tough, hard nosed, and he's not seeing that at the rate or the consistency that he wants to from his squad, especially on the defensive end. But if we can see that tonight, then I think we're going to feel a whole lot better when the when the ball game ends. Chris, real, real quick before we let you go, I, I want to get your thoughts. Uh, segueing over to football real quick, just kind of your first impression so far of Coach DeBoer. We all know that, that he's Coach Saban's successor. He's hit the ground running. He's on the road recruiting, trying to fill out his staff. Uh, just overall, what are your first impressions of Coach DeBoer? I'm, I'm sure you've gotten a chance to kind of be around him a little bit. What, what are those first impressions like? Yeah, I, w- I will say to your last point there, Christian, it's minimal. Uh, I was you may have spent more time actually talking to him the other day after the the press conference or the coronation, as I call it, when we have uh, when we have one like that in Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, you know, was was available with some folks really close to the program, and and uh, I know you were there and had a chance to visit a little bit. I did the same, not in that setting, but prior to the his uh, introduction there inside the stadium, and it was. Um, it was, I thought, a fantastic introduction, just to be candid. I thought I thought he was really good without coming across as somebody who was trying to play to a crowd. Mm-hmm. I thought he was genuine. I thought he was uh, able to kind of show who he was in very simple terms. And, uh, look, there are a lot of us that were talking afterwards. I'm excited about this guy. It's just hard for me to feel any excitement at the moment because it's sad about what's come to a close. We've had the greatest coach of this era 
call it quits. And after 17 amazing years uh, of him at the University of Alabama, and you obviously were a major part of that, Christian, it's it's sad to see that come to a close. I'm happy for him, thrilled for he and Terry that they get some time probably for the first time in their adult lives, their married lives, to have a schedule that is theirs and simply do and be who they, you know, want to be in their own time to do so. But when you move past that, I thought it was a great hire. I think it's it's an exciting situation because you got a man who's won at every level. I know under I know that people will downplay uh, what happened in the NA, with their, his NAIA championships. Well, let me tell you, I'm one of them. Chris. I'm <laughs> one of them. I'm sorry, I'm one of them. No, I get it. I get. But let me tell you where I'm coming from with it. I okay. I did play by play for eight years at Birmingham Southern, uh, seven of which were during their time in the NAIA. And I never saw an NAIA football game, okay? But I saw NAIA basketball and baseball as well. And at its highest level, the year that Birmingham Southern, uh, the year that Birmingham Southern won a baseball national championship, or they, they beat, I think, three Division One programs wow. that year. The year that they, uh, that they won in basketball, they took Mississippi State, or one of the two years they won the national championship in basketball, they took Mississippi State to the buzzer and and I think lost at the buzzer in Starkville. And a couple of other Division One teams took them to the wire. The best teams in the NAIA can play with anybody in the bottom two-thirds of NCAA Division One. okay? They, they're not going to beat the, the elite teams in Division One, but you know what? Ain't nobody in Division One beating them. This is that bottom <laughs> two thirds either. So my, my point is, my point is, if it's a level playing field, and that's what you're supposed to have, no matter what level you're playing on, winning is winning. And the fact that he went and in two years, well, he, he had success at Fresno, enough that he got the job at Washington, and in two years took a Washington team that wasn't any good and built them to within one victory of a national title. That's, that's, that says a lot to me. He proved that, yeah, I did it at a smaller level, but I showed I can do it at a bigger level. What's he going to do when he's got all the weapons and resources available to them, like a place at the university of Alabama. And no matter what's happened in the transfer portal, the cupboard ain't bare. I mean, he's inheriting, he's inheriting the keys to a Cadillac now. Oh, it yeah. May have, it, it, it may have a slight scuff on it, but you can get that dent knocked out now. <laughs> he's going to get that thing driven just right. I truly believe it, and I'm excited about what it's going to look like and where we're going to be talking about this program, not just the season, but the program as a whole four and five years from right now. Man. 
That's all right. I, I love the way you put that, man. That's very well said. Yeah, you, you, I mean, you just Chris, Chris has a way you know, words, I'm all knows, man. I'm almost, I'm almost in like that guy, man. I need to reassess, maybe. Chris, you, uh, you <laughs> might, you might be the savior to get this guy to finally kind of start uh, seeing some of those, those positives in this. So, I, Chris, I appreciate that. You always have a way with words. And speaking of that, one of your your famous phrases is. Let's get out of here. Hopefully we, we have you, uh, you know, state that on the call tonight once we, we beat Auburn. But I know you have some merch, some T-shirts with that. You want to tell everybody where they can, where they can find those shirts? Uh, I think a lot of people uh, love those. You're, you're really nice. Uh, Crimson Tide Sports Network and J&J Apparel, uh, you know, said they wanted to do something with that. And I was really flattered that they did. And even more flattered that they allowed – uh, me to have some input with it. And my daughter, the initial design came from J and J, but my daughter, uh, who's a Bama grad played with a design that they wound up liking better. We all really liked it. And that's the one they went with on the shirt. So, uh, J and J apparel.com. I think you search, let's get out of here. It will, it'll be in there, but I, I appreciate yeah. you guys. Hey, you got any three X tones? Can I get a three X tone? <laughs> they can make it. I tell you what, if, if not, we'll uh, we'll get two double X's and stitch them together for you, brother. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Chris Stewart, man, of the Chris and Ty Sports Network. Thank you so much, Chris, for your time, man. Have a great Anytime, call tonight. Guys. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Thanks Chris. Appreciate, appreciate you, brother. You. Take care. Great interview. Great interview. All right. We, we're way up against it, but we got to get out of here. That was worth Let's get out of here. Just for a moment, because we got more segments to go. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A flash flood watch remains in effect. Rain this afternoon and tonight. Maybe thunderstorms around as well. The high today, 66. The low tonight, 62. Rain tomorrow, the high 68. Friday, a good chance of rain, mainly during the morning, the high 67. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 62 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. All right, welcome back. We got to get up out of here. Appreciate Chris Stewart of Tide of Crimson Tide Sports Network joining us there in the last segment. We're a little long because he's just that good. So you can catch that on on the website, Tide 100.9. No, we'll get that up for you. All right, we got to get up out of here and make way for Ryan Fowler and his crew in the game. Now, that would be always entertainment. I always like to listen to all those folks on there very funny. Make sure you keep it locked right here on the Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. Yo, ho, we'll get you tomorrow. Don't forget Stephen M. Smith of uh, In His Own Words will join us on the program to talk about Alabama and Kalen Lavoie. And if you, uh, well, I was about to say, and if you need any Alabama gear for tonight's big matchup against Auburn, you know where to go. Head on over to Alumni Hall in Midtown Village in Tuscaloosa. They got all the officially licensed Alabama gear right there for you in the store. They got the jackets, hoodies. They probably got jerseys. I know they got the hat wall. They've got everything you can imagine right there at Alumni Hall in Midtown Village. So go get your Crimson Tide gear there right there at Alumni Hall. If not, you can always go to alumnihall.com for the ultimate Crimson Tide fan shop. We got to get out of here, make room for Ryan Fowler and the game. We'll see you guys tomorrow. This has been the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. We'll see you guys tomorrow. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily.